Hello, everybody. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is all about WrestleMania 11, a very fun and very dumb WrestleMania with Chris Kelly and myself. Before we get to that, there is just one plug. That is this Friday, Friday, November 6th, You, Me, Them, Everybody Live returns to the Wonderland Ballroom. It's going to be a fun show. My favorite house band, one of my favorite house bands, Baby Bri Bri will be there. And if you've never seen him perform, if you didn't listen to the show he's been on, please do. He's uh, he's wonderful, and I'm very excited to have him there. Allison Lane will be there as well, and people seem to like her. I like her very much. So, once again, You Meet Everybody Live returns to the Wonderland Ballroom this Friday in Washington, D.C. After that, there's 8x8 in D.C., and You Meet Everybody Live six year in Chicago. But for this one, let's focus on the upcoming event. Friday, November 6th, You Meet Everybody Live at the Wonderland Ballroom. Without further ado, here is the Lawrence Taylor-led WrestleMania 11. Because when you think of wrestling, you think of New York Giants great Lawrence Taylor. Here we go. Okay, WrestleMania 11, a WrestleMania most people hate that I enjoyed. Yeah, it's a perfect WrestleMania Uh it says everything about WWF in 1995, yeah. everything about Vince McMahon, and everything about the click. It's so great. I love it so much. It's, uh, I'd like to say, in terms of wrestling, the worst. Oh, it's just horrible. Hands down, the worst Seven wrestling. matches. Oh, it was only seven matches. Yeah, but it just feels It didn't worse. feel that long. It, I know it's like, what's it, two hours and change? Like two it's hours it's really short. It's I really liked short. it a lot. I love the length. It feels like a regular uh, pay-per-view. It doesn't feel like a WrestleMania. I mean, the spectacle, but the matches and the card. There's nothing about it this card that says... It feels more like says, a house show than uh, a pay-per-view or even a Raw. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole thing about this one is definitely the pop and circumstance is everything with this. Yeah. Um, yeah. It opens with a, a montage. Yeah. Not even a montage, sort of just a recap of every single WrestleMania. And you know what WrestleMania is because the announcer that does the overdub says, WrestleMania 1! And then you see a little clip. And then he says, WrestleMania 2! And then you see a little clip. And then he does that eight more times. Yeah. Because there's also a Roman numeral on the screen in case <laughs> Just you so you know. know. But they're also showing, showing the tradition of WrestleMania. And so, like in 10, where they would intersperse this to the thing, you're, you're thinking you're going to see the great moments, the iconic moments. Well, the, you do the see the switch. iconic moments. You, you see, see Mary Hart. <laughs> you see, it's a montage of celebrities. That's it, it's 100% celebrities. And an elephant. That's Be- true, there's an elephant. Because WrestleMania 9, there's no real celebrity there's other than There's one celebrity and Natalie. she just happened to be there. Yeah, I think they were like, oh shit, is that Natalie Cole? Um, yeah, so that sets the tone for this, um, the, the celebrity WrestleMania. Um, I love it so much. It really lets you know, like, this is what they think WrestleMania is. This yeah. is the time we're relevant in We should clarify culture. the pronoun in that. The they in this is... Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. And, and the WWF in uh, leadership. And what's even better about that is this is the only WrestleMania that was held in their hometown. In their Hart- home state. Yeah, in Hartford Civic Center. Mm-hmm. And you know what's cool about that venue... Is attached to a mall? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So it's like just this really But the attendance wasn't horrible. It's still 16,000, but it's in a mall. It's just very... It's really weird. But the big thing that they do intro after this uh, cavalcade of stars... Here's what I love on the Wikipedia page about this. Reviews of the event as a whole have also been mixed, and the event has been called both the worst WrestleMania of all time and the event that saved the WWF. I'd like to see who said the latter. Yeah. But the, I could say for all these celebrities that we've had and 
as great as Bob Uecker is, this is the one where they actually, after 10 years, they do what they finally wanted to do, which gets some mainstream celebrities. Mainstream and, and like current. Peak, current and also at the peak of their popularity. So the, the, the list is Pamela Anderson. 95, Baywatch yeah, is, is the number one April show in the world. Yes. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Home Improvement. Number Big, one through five yeah, sitcom. Like Top what, five. Depending the week, yeah. yeah. Jen, Jenny McCarthy, billed as Jennifer McCarthy. Which I was going to ask you. Yeah. In Play, Playboy is how she got singled out. Yes. I think it was billed as Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, I don't know why they were formalizing the Playmate. But she was Playmate of the Year 94. This is a couple months before Singled Out started. But she was pretty big. Oh, this is the one that's a little off, but it kind of makes sense. Uh, Nicholas Turturro from NYPD mm-hmm. Blue, who is not Jimmy Smith. Nope. And he's not Dennis Franz, which, nope. can you imagine Dennis Franz? That'd be so... No, actually, who's the other? I want Caruso. Oh, yeah, this is Caruso. I think Caruso, Caruso would be he... perfect. Yeah. I think Jimmy Smith could get in the ring. So that would have been good. But no, <laughs> instead we have Nick Turturro, uh, who's also not... Uh, who's another famous Turturro? John Turturro? John Turturro. He's not that guy either. But NYPD... It's like, that's, you know, the edgy drama of the time. Uh, and salt and pepper coming off a shoop and what a man. So they're like also the t- top in music. And then our, our athlete, who is also our, in our headlining match, uh, Lawrence Taylor, um, who is who not, a legit celebrity. Though. He was a legit celebrity. He's, he's retired mm-hmm. at this point, but I mean, the most dominant football player probably of all time, uh, he, not nec- mm, it's starting to go through the list. It's top five. Okay, I mean, are you thinking the, just because he uh, broke a man's leg in half? That'll do it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, the fact that left tackles are now the most, you know, one of the highest paid yeah. players because of Lawrence Taylor. Read blind side. Cool. I mean, he's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> he's doing all right, except he was also um, probably high. He went to, to rehab twice in '95 <laughs> because once. I mean, he was always. Dirty, but it's so great. especially now. I love him so much. Can I tell my favorite Lawrence Taylor story? Oh, please. So he would he would have um, they, when they were doing pee tests, he would have one of his girlfriends pee in a cup, and then he would put it in like an eye a like an eye drop bottle and squeeze it while he was doing the pee test. Okay. And then they go. So he does that one time, and then the doctor's like, "All right, Lawrence, it's good. You're clean. Um, but uh, good news is you're pregnant." <laughs> so, yeah. Not the best move there. That's amazing. Yeah, so that kid just said so much for a clean uh, WWF at this point. But, yeah, it just... Um, it's By the just way, a weird... I, Jenny McCarthy has always been Jenny McCarthy. I'm looking at, like... On her birth certificate, but other than on that... On her birth certificate is Jennifer. Yeah. But, like, she always went by Jenny. Well, they must have Wikipedia'd her. What the hell? I'm going through the... Li- I, I can't find one credit where she's billed as Jennifer other than this. Yeah, it's, Sorry, it's, it's just, bizarre. It's been bothering yeah, me the I, entire show. Yeah, you're on your phone. I thought you were doing serious research. That is serious text. research. We haven't fact-checked literally anything we've said in <laughs> 10 of these podcasts. Get to the bottom of it. Um, yeah, and it's just this... And this will kind of set the tone for this. It's this contrast of, like, celebrities and pop culture of 95 versus this kind of cartoonish product they're putting on display and gives you a sense of why there's been books written about how this year, I mean, maybe except for that guy that says this saved the company, saying how 95, you know, almost put them out of business. Why do you assume it was a male writer that wrote <laughs> That's one for us. We all, yeah, it's there, always a male. Yeah. It's 100% there, a male. There you go. Speaking of males, no women's wrestling, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. That thing that we love in 2015, don't worry. Not yeah, here not, in not 95. Yet. Not yet. 20, yeah, 20 years. What a difference. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So this, 
as we get to the after the intros, we you know get to the usual thing we get, which is Vince in his carnival barker voice fucking up the intro. Yes. Which is also a trend of this whole thing because the whole time they have technical difficulties. Which is amazing because a, it's in your hometown, it's a home state. Yeah. You've been there before. You know how to use microphones. B, this is the eleventh time you've done this. Yeah. And you are at this point putting on a weekly show that's live, that's on cable television. Yeah. This isn't your first go around, right? You've and done the, this quite a bit. The fact that every time they cut backstage. The microphone doesn't work. It's awesome. I love it's it. Like, I yeah. love it. Somebody, people got fired. And that's why I love this one because usually WrestleMania starts with Vince McMahon yelling at you. You can't hear him yell at you. Yeah. I didn't know we were watching WrestleMania. Yeah, that's no context. It's amazing. So we get America the Beautiful and, you know, they tried, they aimed high for their, their celebrities. They tried to get Fishbone to play the, uh, the first song. I don't know who that is either. No, I know who Fishbone is. Yeah. Are you being serious? That's allegedly they had to re- replace Fishbone at the last minute with Special Olympian Kathy, Kathy Huey, Huey. Who actually does a fine job. Fine job. Yeah. And it's does and I don't have anything. It's one of those where the heel commentator can't be like <laughs> Because can't okay, comment on here's it. Here's the thing, she's she's blind. Kathy's yeah. also blind. And somebody in one of the reviews pointed out, they already made fun of Ray Charles when he sang America the Beautiful for being blind. Yeah. So, yeah, they're like, uh, yeah, Ventura was like, oh, you got a blind black guy? I'm good. I got this. So yeah. Lawler couldn't say anything. Yeah. It's amazing. He didn't have any dad jokes ready. But they do cut to our announced team, which is uh, Jerry the King Lawler and Well, Vincent really Man. quick, I'd like to point out that yes. she's a special Olympian, so... Uh, in, instead of just showing our random stock photos of America, we yeah. now see random photos of WWF superstars hanging out with special needs children, yeah. which is great. And the one that I saw that I was like, oh yeah, if I was a kid, I'd want to be hanging out with them is the Bushwhackers. Yeah. You see a photo of the Bushwhackers with this like really smiling, happy 10-year-old boy who's, who has some special needs. And you're just like, oh sweet, the Bushwhackers are going to be here. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, no, they're not here. No. They continue to not be in the WrestleMania. <laughs> no, the thing we all love, the Bushwhackers. Kids yeah. of all ages love them. Nope, fuck you. You're not yeah. going to see them tonight. Yeah, so then we do meet our announced team, I said. So it's, it is Vince and uh, Jerry the King Lawler. Um, and this is also where they kind of set the table for what you get. Simply put, this is the standard in excellence. It's Hollywood. It's Broadway. It's the NFL versus the WWF. And Which kind of makes sense. Yeah, it is. Theory. But this is what they're, you know, putting their whole. We'll get to it. Like I said, Lawler's tails. Did you, did you say Vince's match. quote or just Lawler's? Because that was I, Lawler. Somebody's. I, I'm not sure who said what. The standard of excellence in sports entertainment today is Vince McMahon. Ah, yes. And Hollywood, Broadway, the NFL butting heads of the WWF was Lawler. There I just go. remember that segment being like, oh, this is this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are great at copy. <laughs> you should just yeah. write taglines for movies. Right. Or taglines for your own uh, pay per view. Which this one did not have one. I like right. to point that Which out. Which is sad. Nothing's exploding, no friends are colliding. But the, for the, some reason, nothing's exploding yet. This is the WrestleMania that has the most in-ring fireworks. Yeah. For just, seemingly no reason. Uh, from the ceiling and from the ring. Yes. Just ca- and not fireworks as much as just sparklers. sparks. Really dangerous but sparklers. Like, yeah. Like in a factory when metal hits metal and sparks fly. And it's you like that. See, like, you could see it on the ring uh, really clearly when they show the, the, uh, the I guess, what is it called? Not the turnbuckle, but like right. the other... Right, the ring post? That, it's not the ring post. It's like the weird... It's not part of the ring, but it's like right. holding up the ring thing. Okay. Anyways, there are rigged up fireworks that are clear, and that's never been the case before. Like, yeah. you never... when you Five years ago, when you saw Warrior all the time, you didn't see a bunch of right. pyro in the Yeah, ring. this, once again, like the 
low budget you, WrestleMania. What, what this the is hell? just stupid. Yeah. I love it so much. So, we we are here for a wrestling show, seven matches on the card, and the first one is the Allied Powers, Lex Luger and the British Bulldog, um, versus the Blue Brothers, Jacob twins Jacob Blue and Eli Blue with Uncle Zebekiah. Who is now Zeb Coulter. Cool. Who is with the real Americans. And Zeb So Coulter, it's like he's turned sides. Zeb Coulter and one of the guys from the Real Americans cut a shoot slash character promo. Do you remember this? A tea party stuff? About the tea party. Yeah. It was fascinating to me. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Probably, yeah. That that won't be around for another 20 years. But well, for Let's now, get to this match. Here, it's sort of a flag match. Yes, because they come out with flags. They come out with flags. But the problem is three of the four people in this match are from the same country. Yeah. And the other guy is an ally. Yeah. Because so it's right there in the name. They're the allies. They really, and this is where the 90s, like not having like your your, your um, Cold, War. Cold War villains is really hurting because you have to go against these, the Blue the blue Brothers, who aren't the Blues Brothers. They're just two rednecks with beards. And, and they can do twin magic. Is this the start of twin magic? I assume there had been twin magic before this. Explain twin magic. So twin magic is currently a thing that the, or previously that the, the Bella Twins Two of the main divas on the roster now, who headline the show, Stars, Total Divas, exactly. uh, who are uh, respectively married to Daniel Bryan and dating. and dating John Cena. They when they there are twins, and before one of them got uh, implants, they looked a lot more a lot more similar. And you would do like, oh, one would get hit, and then you'd roll the other one in. Put the other one under the ring and Twin then magic. win. Twin magic. And now they're still kind of doing now that. Now they do it and it's a joke because the other one pulls uh, <laughs> toilet, toilet paper out of a bra. <laughs> so yes, these this guys. So the Blue Brothers invented Twin Magic. <laughs> I love this um, so much. The great thing about the Blue Brothers. so Are they actually brothers? They're actually twins, so yeah, of course. Are they, they are. really? Cause yeah. Just because you okay. say they're twins doesn't mean they're twins. They're two big dudes with beards. Exactly. And yeah, they could, but they are clearly twins. I wasn't, wasn't that clear to me, man. They are later in DOA in the um, gang wars of the Attitude Era. They are in a, they shave the heads and the beards, and they're bikers. I think they're eight ball and chains. Yeah, so they're they're, they're bikers later. Cool. They're neo Nazis later, so that's cool. Um, but this is British Bulldog so, and Lex yeah, Luger. So yeah, they're neo Nazis. Then it makes sense as a flag match. Come, come yeah, on, guys. They really they, they the gimmick was off. Um, and yeah, so but this is Luger in his I'm the I'm a real American phase. Yeah, which he was last time. And Hulk is, Hogan meets Captain America, and yeah. I'm going to fight with uh, my friend who happens to be related to the Hearts. Yeah, and they they love their countries and they're allied, because um, that's a topical reference. And uh, Luger <laughs> fucking sucks. He just botches moves. It's they so do. Great. They, they hurt, do. They hurt a man. They, they do, hurt yeah. a man really the early in the match. The first move they do double power slams, and he power slams the guy not like to look cool because he doesn't know how to do the move. <laughs> he power slams him onto another guy. Uh, he looks like Hogan coming off the ropes too. He does the one arm yeah. like falls into the ropes. I, I love it. It's so just much. awkward. I love it. Yeah, and then. You know, after this match, uh, yeah, so the Allied it's Powers win. Yeah, it's six minutes, Allied Powers win. And this is, once again, a heel commentator being uh, a heel and correct. Uh, the King says, if I never saw them together again, it'd be soon enough for me. And I feel the same way. And Vince McMahon says, we have a bright future for these, this pair. We're going to yeah. see them for a very long time. So Bulldog would be heel, I think, by the end of the year, and Luger would be out of the company. So, yeah, good job, Vince. During the match, uh, we see something that I've never seen at a WrestleMania, and that's a mini blimp for Stridex. Yeah. Sponsored 
By Stridex. <laughs> yeah. So you're in an arena watching a thing, and then you can't see for like minutes at a time because there's, there's a, a there's blimp. a camera blimp. That's like they do. It provides the overhead shots that are garbage. That's amazing. Yeah. It's I love like it so much. It's, it's it's so bad. This is definitely. I'm just. Now the crowd was really hot for this match. Yeah. Do you think it's just because it was the first match of the night, or I they wanted so. to see Luger? Because Luger was a big, pretty big star at this point. I feel like, I've, yeah, first I, match I, night. I, I think it's first match of the night. I think that you know Vince always thought he was a bigger star than oh, he was. Of course, of course. So that's the problem there. And then after this match ends, you get one of our another, you know, one of our technical difficulties that makes no sense <laughs> is they have Jr. who's back in the company. He's going to do the post-match interviews in the dark. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're doing it in like gorilla, it's totally it's pitch black. The microphones really don't work. gorilla style, not gorilla monsoon. Yes, Do you, we should actually clarify uh, that in the gorilla position. <laughs> well, we'll get to a football position. Yeah, we will very, get to, very actually we'll get to that. But is the gorilla position really quick before we get to Jr. I had a question about the twin magic thing. Yes. Okay, so here's the problem with the twin magic thing. It makes sense if it's a singles match, yes. right? Because if it's a tag match, if you're able to roll anywhere. You could just roll for a tag. So how does twin magic benefit you if you're in a tag team match? I think what they do in here is like one guy gets... Maybe you don't roll out. You get like pulled out or something. Does he roll Whenever out? Whenever I saw it, he would roll out. Okay, so basically he got hit pretty hard with... I don't know, Luger hit some move on him. Yeah. And then he kind of rolls. He's not in it enough. And then well, you're, you're, then Luger thinks that the guy's more hurt than he is. But the guy that's coming in is fresh, right? But it's not... It's but it doesn't great. make sense because you could still tag somebody out. Where the Bella Twins, if it's a singles match, that makes sense. Yeah. No, I mean, this is a primitive form of twin <laughs> magic. It's still, they haven't figured it out quite. <laughs> quite right, yeah. The, the, uh, the analogies to the Dark Ages, both literally and figuratively, and this is perfect. Yeah. Speaking of the Dark Ages, that well, means we got you should up. talk about yeah. JR being in the dark. Oh, yeah. No, that, that's there's nothing else. It. I was just saying. He's interviewing. He's trying to interview uh, Uncle Zebekiah in the dark. There's audio problems. And they're kind of trying to laugh it off. And Vince laughs like he read about it. laughter in a book where, sometime. I like, love it. I love it. And then we get then we cut back to our NYPD Blue anchor. Yeah. Because if you've ever watched NYPD Blue, you know that one of the characters is a anchor so he he gets uh they they throw to him a lot and he has to take over and then interview people yeah i think he's like they throw him an anchor like they want him to drown yes that's what keeps happening in all these segments so nicholas saturo that classically trained anchor is Is, he's looking for pamela anderson he's looking for pamela they've shown her in the intro coming out of a suv and that's she's probably dead yeah, I mean, look at this dead. motley fucking crew. No, but Nick Tatura, did you get this? It took me about three of these segments to realize it's because he's a detective. Oh my god, I did never connect yeah. to that. Yeah. I'm the idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Program for children. <laughs> yeah. I might even just be making that up to try to make this seg- those oh segments make god. sense. Oh my god, I didn't Because they'll, they'll keep just cutting backstage. Nope, still can't find her, but I found something else interesting, as we'll see. But um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think they ever say he plays a detective on they don't, TV. It, they they uh, they don't do the heavy lifting for the audience. Apparently, <laughs> it's okay. It's only it's twenty year old. Uh, all right, all right. So we get to uh, we get we do see Jennifer McCarthy. Yes, Jennifer. Who's Mac- that? Oh, Jenny McCarthy. Jennifer okay, yeah, McCarthy yeah. that we all know and love from yeah. the Playboy magazine. Yeah. She's there, but we can't hear anything she says. So then we go back to Vince McMahon laughing. <laughs> Yeah. It's so, I love it so much. Yeah, Lawler is like, I'm still having audio prompts because I can still hear you. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because she's backstage. Like, Totoro can't find her. 
find Pamela Anderson, but he finds Jennifer McCarthy. But we don't actually know this until the second segment. Oh, that's the second. So you have to okay, go yeah. back to the match, and they don't know what to cut to because they're wondering, like, do we do we start the next match? Like, it's coming early. Yeah. So for the first time ever, we kind of now know what happens in between matches at WrestleManias. The theme song plays on a loop. Yeah. So now the people in the crowd have heard of the British Bulldog slash. Lux Luger theme song for at least five minutes. It just keeps looping. It's this That's is insanity. horrible. This is crazy. <laughs> it's, just, it's like at the end of this is torture. It's like the end of ten when they just played Hart's theme, like his eight bars of his theme over and over again. Oh my but god! Just, but until they get it right, single match. Yeah, they have. Oh, I love this. They just got worse and worse. I love this so much. Okay, here yeah. we go. So our match is Razor Ramon with the One Two Three Kid, uh, also known later known as X Pac. And uh, against Jeff Jarrett with the roadie, later known as the Road Dog. Okay, so Razor Ramon had one of the best matches of all time in any WrestleMania, last WrestleMania. Yes. Uh, and now, he doesn't. Yeah. So, okay, the, <laughs> the story with with Jeff Jarrett is, he's like, his father um, owned a promotion. Mm-hmm. And I think, I guess, Memphis. And... Always booked him as as fathers always do. They book their kid as the star. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett was never a star. He basically, I mean, the the gimmick is is obviously stolen. It's a lot of flair. It's a little bit of honky tonk man. Um, Worst outfit of the night, hands down. The striped. It's sort. It's a white slash silver outfit. Yes. Which we've already talked about. Never a good look. Uh, it's sort of like an overalls kind of thing. Like, yeah. but sort of baggy. Pants? Right. And then there's like, I think there's four straps in the front and then three in the back. He had that for a while. It's, it's really, really, I really always bad. hated Jeff Jarrett and he can be a good heel, but I mostly hated him because it was like, who cares? Yeah. And that's, that's the he's worst around the attitude era. I mean, they basically started, his father started TNA mm-hmm. after he was in WWE, basically to make a promotion for him. So it's just this like case of nepotism where the kid, he's like a mid-card guy at best. And in this, he, he's got the IC belt. He has the IC belt. Uh, and he's going against one of their, you know, hotter talents. It's no surprise that Ramon won't be around for much longer. This is longer. one of the only matches with a video package. This is yeah. The, what's the? I mean, what's they, their, it's from Royal Rumble. It's just oh yeah, they, that's it. Yeah, it, it's not much of it's a not few, a good gimmick. It's, it's, it's not, not a good story. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because like the Razor Ramon one two three kids stuff's kind of more interesting, but it all happened before with like face and heel turns. Where yeah. where basically one two three kid was a he's twenty two at this point. He was a jobber and he. And they were these guys are friends. They're, this is the whole thing with the click, which is mm-hmm. will become prevalent in the next couple of years. It's Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, Diesel, mm-hmm. Triple H, and One Two Three Kid X Pac. Um, but he basically he like gave him this. He, he let the jobber win, and they had a storyline. Yeah. And then it basically turned Ramon uh, face. Um, but this match, yeah, I mean, it's thirteen minutes. It's like it's not particularly good. It's a lot of well, interference. Well, it starts out already with. A lot of problems because we. By the way, really quick on that video package. Yeah. The WrestleManias and especially the other pay per views were a lot brighter back in the mid nineties. Yeah. Like physically brighter in the yard, which is a bad idea. Right. This is actually the first WrestleMania that's too dark. You yeah. don't even see JR. I don't think. Oh no! When they yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a mess. But it's incredibly. But you see the juxtaposition, and that's why I like to bring that up. And then when Ramon comes in, he's attacked right away by Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, and, and I think which this doesn't is a make part- sense because. Shouldn't the holder of the belt come in second? Yeah, it's a. I mean, it doesn't. It's not set up right. Okay, so that's already yeah. problem number one. Problem number two. He gets attacked right away. Yeah. Which 
Fine, I get it. But then, then <laughs> fireworks go off. He still gets his intro. He still gets the rest of his intro. The fireworks still go off. And that makes me think, wait, was there a botch? Did, like, Razor Ramon win in 10 seconds? Like, what the fuck happened? I was so confused. Yeah, like, why is the fireworks, why is he celebrating? Exactly. Yeah. Nope. It's just extended intro. I think this is another, because I think it happens in this one. I don't know if I noticed in the first match. Um, but another technical problem they have that makes no sense is they have a photo pit. On yes. the entrance side yes. of the ring. So if anyone's running in, they have to break through a scrum of mm-hmm. photographers. Later, that gets pretty, like, involved in the match. They're there the entire WrestleMania. Yeah. And it, they usually do, and especially this era, they had more still photographers. And they'd be darting around and maybe getting... Yeah. Watching out for Aaron hits. But this is a phalanx of, of yes. photographers. And it... It impedes the action. This reminded me a lot of when the Chicago Bulls put the Seattle Supersonics in the finals, and then do you remember when Dennis Rodman landed in the photo pit and then kicked the guy? Yeah, yeah. Well, that that, that happens in one of, that happens in one of these matches where they are like, there will be times where guys, you know, a heel will manhandle some mm-hmm. staffer, and that's a, yeah. that's a work. But these guys were just like, it, you know, was 10, it international press or I don't know. Was it just? just with, it's just too much. I mean, this is like trying to get that mainstream coverage. Yeah. All right, so the match so, happens. It's really bad. It's really bad. I mean, there's a lot of interference. Um, it's just funny to see these guys in kind of like, bef- you know, X-Pac looks super young and not on drugs yet. And the roadie, it's like, it's a, you know, it fits the, that gimmick. But he was much better as the road dog because he could talk and he could do it. But the know. roadie as a gimmick, super smart. Totally yeah, makes sense. It I makes sense. Because Jeff Jarrett is a... He's like a rock star kind yeah, of Yeah, country, country yeah. rock star. Yes, yeah, so you have a roadie. He has a roadie that who's, you know... He's going to look out for you. Yeah, and he does. Yeah. Um, there's a hit where he takes a... He gets involved in the who's match. Who's the heat? Uh, I have to finish. This is a, the clause. You do that to me every time. I'm uh, confused. <laughs> so, Razor Ramon... Uh, you mean Scott Hall. See, now you're, getting, now you're getting me confused. <laughs> now I'm being a dick. So the, the roadie is in the ring, and Razor Ramon hits him against the turnbuckle, and they either slap that metal really, really well, or he took a real header into that, that turnbuckle. The like, roadie did. The ring, yeah. The roadie oh, takes wow. a hit and then goes out of the ring. But it sounds like his head against the, uh, the you know, the ring part? I do. Yeah. Earlier in the, that's, that's the same buckle that he took the mat off of earlier? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a moment in this match that doesn't make any sense, and it's like, towards the end, it's the standard, like, I'm so tired, I'm going to muster all my energy to hit this man. So, Razor hits Double J, but then he falls down as well, because he's so tired. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's the, there's certain things that just bother me, where, like, you hear Jake the Snake, or you hear Stone Cold talk about this, like, there's literally no in-the-ring psychology on this. No, no. This is not, re- this is not even wrestling. This is, like, sort of video game wrestling, which is yeah. fun. Yeah, but it's just like a sequence of moves. Yeah, this there's doesn't no, make any sense. Yeah, there's there's no. very, very little storytelling. That yeah. being said, it's still relatively enjoyable. Yeah, and then and then Razor wins by DQ, so he doesn't get the belt. Fine. Yeah, so we're fine. pretty unhappy thus far. Yeah. So now we get to one of my favorite things of the night, hypothetically. The Undertaker. <laughs> versus King Kong Bundy. Wait! Missing out on what happens next. Oh, is that when we go backstage? That's when we go backstage. Sorry, we finally hear Jennifer McCarthy. Yeah, so that's what happened. So they they got now they go backstage. They've got the mic working. Exactly. Now you've got uh, uh, not John Turturro has found Jennifer McCarthy. She's in the men's locker room, which seems like a bad place for a uh, Playboy playmate in a black cocktail dress with no bra. And uh, HBK and Psycho Sid are there. That's a Sid, formerly Sid Justice. That's correct. 
And now he's a psycho Sid, which means he's even more, uh, he's louder and angrier. Um, but it seems less worded out than a few years ago. Yeah. Um, because he's, he's, uh, Shawn Michaels' new bodyguard. Um. Which is fine. Yeah, HBK flirts with her for a second. Which and, is awesome. Because she likes it, and they have a connection, and it's pretty great. Yeah, it's a great moment. And this is so clear why she got the show singled out. She's really great at, like, making fun of dudes yeah. to their face. Yeah, because no one cares. Yeah. What are you going to say? Yeah. You're being mean. Yeah. yeah. This is 20 years before men's rights act. So <laughs> you could get made fun of by a pretty But lady. the heartbreak kid comes up, and she's like, I like that one. Whole do. <laughs> These big, yeah. these big oaks. These lugs? Yeah. Not interested. But doesn't, like, is this the one where Sid, like, steals the promo? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, don't take away from the main attraction. You're the bodyguard to the guy, and the main attraction here is Jen- Jenny McCarthy. So, yeah. like, don't so don't great. step on the it's promo. So I love this so much. Yeah. There's not one thing in this entire WrestleMania that's well done. No, everything's a disaster. Which makes me love it. Yeah, so... Then we, then get we to, go to our... In theory, in your theory. favorite match of the night. I will say, the only good thing about this Undertaker match is that we're starting to see kind of the more iconic look. Yeah. And they get the intro right because it's in... A, like you said, it's a dark... They, is this the first one where they get the intro right? Yes. Because we missed last time and the time before was... It was outdoors. Outside, yeah, the worst way to see the Undertaker. So this one is inside. They can kill the lights. They mm-hmm. can do the smoke. They can do the video. They can do the lightning. All that. And... Yeah, what is the lightning... Like, what is that effect called? Is that, did he just essentially patent that... Like the Undertaker effect where you just flicker the lights in a way that makes it look like lightning? And when Thunder's going off? Because it looks yeah. really great. Yeah, no. They, I don't midst. even know. Yeah, because the one... They Maybe do this now. is the one thing they didn't botch. Yeah, this is the one thing in this match where... King Kong Bundy is back for the first time since I want to say three. I think you're right. Where three, where he had he went from two headlining to three in the mixed match with the little people. Oh god, I forgot. And then that. he's gone, and now he's he, like this is his fourth WrestleMania appearance, and yeah. it's also the fourth Undertaker appearance. But the difference is, this is Undertaker's fourth out of five years. Yeah, this is his fourth out of eleven years. And, oh, and the story here is King Kong Bundy is allied with Ted DiBiase. Um, they had stolen the urn that gives Undertaker his power at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the first mention of the streak. This is the first mention of Vince the streak. Vince does, does say that he's undefeated. Um, really quick question. Yes. Yeah. Are we sure this is the exact same... I know it's the same Undertaker, but are we sure it's the same King Kong Bundy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. He looks horrible, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But he always looked bad. He always looked bad, but this and is... it's been a lot of years. Yeah, it has, and, and it have not been particularly nice to him. But, no. it, yeah, I think it is the, it's the same okay. guy. it is the same guy? Um, yeah. And... Because he looks a lot worse than he did when we last saw him. I think he, like... I, I... Back in the day, I feel like he could wrestle a little. Yeah. Maybe it's just a lot of I years. mean, I don't think big guys age very gracefully. We'll get to that even worse yeah, later. Yeah, uh, even worse. All right, I guess... I can. It's somewhere in this this intro to the match. They do an interview. Oh, that's. Oh, with who? With um. I don't remember this at all. Neil Anderson. That's right. With Former Bear, Chicago Bears, not superstar back. Neil Anderson. Neil, do you know about Neil Anderson? Uh, no. He was brought in to replace Walter Payton. That's why Walter Payton retired when he did. Okay. He wanted to play a few more years, but Walter Payton, for better or worse, was a company man. Yeah. He was like, I'll step aside. Yeah. And I'll let you have Neil Anderson. And Neil Anderson was a premier back for like maybe two seasons, and yeah. that's about it. And this is also the era of Barry Sanders. So you go from Walter Payne being the greatest running back of all time to Barry Sanders being the most electric, amazing running back of all time. And then Emmett Smith, yeah. no one gave a shit about Neil Anderson. Yeah. I think he made the Pro Bowl twice. Right. And he had, I think maybe he's on his way out. 
Yeah, playing. I think he had already retired at this point. Yeah, this I, is 95. Yeah, I noticed that all the football players and stuff, it's like a lot of guys who are just, just out. Yeah, exactly. Which are our, our, uh, our interviewer, it's the same man on the street, it's still Todd Pettengill. And uh, he makes him do the three-point stance, which is weird. That's really weird. Um, and it's just a weird time to do the do an interview. Yeah. But... By the way, really quick, he's thirty at this point when we see him. Yeah. And he had only been, and he'd already been retired for two years. Yeah. This is like, oh god, they go so fast. They go so fast. <laughs> they go so fast. No, but yeah, he made the Pro Bowl four times, like four consecutive years, and then was right. just like out eighty-six to ninety-three. Yeah, and that's not our only sports connection in this match. Oh no. It's um, the special guest referee is Larry Young. Uh, American League umpire Larry Young. This is the day the strike ended. Yep. So they they make some reference of like hope they get back to playing soon. I mean probably not because Vince probably oh Vince doesn't like unions. He botched everything. Why? Yeah. Famous umpire Larry Young. Oh my god. That's um, oh whatever. Yeah. So I mean the the match is bad. The funny looking back like Undertaker it takes. As great as the gimmick is, and as immediate as they kind of get a lot of it right, mm-hmm. he wasn't in, he, like, his, he's gotten better, I mean, his arc is, is different than a lot of guys. Like, even Attitude Era, his great matches, he had a couple great matches then, but his great stuff is late 2000s. And yeah. even, even in the last couple years, previous to getting dismantled by Brock Lesnar, he's, that's, he really kind of came to his own in his late 30s, you know, in his 40s. He's like, the, he's like a rare, yeah, he's a rare artist. It's, it's very strange it's very for that especially in, in all, any sport. I mean, Nolan Ryan, but, like, yeah. you're not well, getting... Well, even in Nolan Ryan's <laughs> early career, he yeah. had a no-hitter or two. Yeah, and he never took a, he never took a you know, a bad botch or anything. Well, you don't know that. He was yeah. a... He played a lot of years. Yeah. So, this match is garbage, but they get the... One of the things is they get the urn, he, he rests it back. From the Million Dollar Man. Yes. And the crowd goes nuts. Because the urn is where he gets his power. I get that, but just to explain <laughs> that to an outsider... Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. Why Why are all these children cheering? Well, yeah. a man who was possessed by this urn, who was controlled by this man, took the thing he's possessed by and gave it back to the man that controls him. Yeah. And you know how the urn <laughs> controls him? Uh, there's a huge flashlight inside, so when they take the top off the urn, it shoots a beam of light. Uh, that's how you know it controls him. But this match is bad for a lot of reasons, other than like you can't explain it because... The Undertaker is the Undertaker is the thing in wrestling. I would say, you cannot explain it. If you're trying to explain to someone why wrestling is fun and cool, don't start with the Undertaker. Why? Because it's like, well, he's a guy who pretends he's dead, but he's not a zombie, and he's controlled by a fat man with an urn. Like you can't sell it because the kayfabe is just too ridiculous. But as he's coming into his iconic look and an iconic period for him, and he's Athletic as hell, mm-hmm. doing the flips. He's doing the, the walking he's the doing ropes. the old school. It's now called old school. It was just called school then. <laughs> of him walking on the ropes and pulling and doing the clothesline. Um, he, Bundy is at like four forty, not looking great. He's definitely a relic because mm-hmm. this is that fat man in a singlet look yeah. that looks like a cartoon from the sixties or earlier. That's really bad. Yeah, the interesting thing is so, and there is more. To the urn, that's the main part of the match, I guess, is that DiBiase um, calls out his other guy. Kama? Uh, Kama, the Supreme Fighting Machine, um, which is formerly Papa Shango. Oh, really? Soon to be the guy, soon to be Kama, and soon to be... Who is just, Undertaker's like best friend in Yeah, life. Charles Wright, in the Bone Street crew, and soon to be the Godfather. <laughs> Damn it. But he's, he takes the urn, and we find out after the match that he's going to melt it and make it into a chain. Um... 
So it goes without saying that he's black, and that's what Vince McMahon thinks of black people. They melt urns into chains. Um, yeah, and this match kind of just... He body slams. Do you hope if you die before your wife that she gets an urn of you and then melts it down into a chain? No, but today I did say at my funeral, can you play the Undertaker theme? And she said, yeah, your funeral might be sooner than you think. So take her body well, When yeah, your brother goes Kane and light all the garbage cans on Yeah, fire. he just go, raise his arms and then the fire starts. Yeah. I got it all planned out. Oh, that's great. Nine Snails at the wedding, Undertaker at the, the funeral. Pretty Hate Machine came out today. Today? Like 26 years ago, but like today's oh, okay. the date. Oh, there you Happy go. birthday! Happy birthday! So, so the thing in this is that Undertaker body slams Bundy, who's like 440. Which is fine. Which we, we've already seen. We've seen we've Hulk seen body a Hulk. slam Giant in three? Yeah. We're done. Uh, We're yeah. good. You body can't slams. Stop that. He doesn't choke slam him or tombstone. Tombstone no. him. So it's like, who cares? He's too big. Yeah. He can't, like, he'll die. Yeah, he... King Kong Bundy. He, he, oh, big. King Kong Bundy would no, die. No, Taker could do it physically. Yeah, yeah King just, Kong Bundy would he die. He might die. Yeah. Um, especially, this is the era of the fast and loose tombstones, where the head is oh, actually bouncing off bad. the mat. Um, so, <laughs> fast and loose. <laughs> yeah, right. so this match is six and a half minutes, and it's like, yeah, this is why the streak... As impressive as it is, if you oh, look, it's not at, impressive. if you look it at the matches, impressive. It just happens. <laughs> it just happens, and it's not even a streak to me. It's not a streak because yeah, the so endings didn't are do predetermined. Every single one of them. Oh yeah, that's it. That's not a streak. That it's not a streak if it's not a sport, right? Like, <laughs> then anything ever is a streak. No, but it, no, not a sport. The word but... doesn't mean anything. Okay. If you're saying this is a streak, he missed a WrestleMania. He never lost. Sure. That's so the streak. I still have a streak then. In WrestleMania, yeah. no, you have to win one. You Once you win, win one? your first okay. one, then well, we'll then give that's you a different. Okay, fine. So we cut backstage. Pamela Anderson, have we found her yet? No, we have not found her. Okay, Instead, cool. we found some uh, NFL former NFL players. LT's All Stars. Um, yeah. Reggie White, a legit All All Star. A lot of these guys are legit All Stars. Okay. I mean, and Reggie White's like a Hall of Famer. I mean, some of these guys, I don't, I didn't know the names. Steve McMichael, obviously, you know McMichael. Why would From I? Obviously? WCW. Well, that's the thing. Steve McMichael and Reggie White. You also, also might know Reg, uh, McMichael because of the Bears thing, and I think he might have been at two. Okay, he was at it. Yeah, Reggie. What I was gonna say is Reggie White and McMichael. They'll actually wrestle each other in WCW in '97. Jesus Christ. Um, Ken Norton Jr., Chris Spielman, Carl Banks, Ricky Jackson. Yeah, LT's All Stars. Basically, his uh, cocaine buddies. <laughs> Which is great. Not great, but um, it's great. It's I gotta stop saying great. It's interesting. Oh, even a worse word. Pull up the thesaurus because interesting is the worst word. No, Go ahead. better that Reggie White was the captain because he's the first one out of these crew to die. Ugh, sad. Like a wrestler. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm looking up his death. I want to see. 2004. Yeah, but how did it die? So they are, but they cut promos against uh, LT's opponents. Fatal cardiac arrhythmia. Yeah. Heart attack. Yeah. Um... But they're they're cutting promos against Bam Bam Bigelow, who Lawrence Taylor is going to face later in the night. And and what else? the people in the million dollar stable is that? What yeah, they're well they're yeah. So it's not even just we're going to get you Bam Bam. It's specific people like I'll get you. Oh yeah, it's in me. the people in the crew because I like. But they're calling him like baby doll, yeah. and then one of them calls uh, Tatanka a cigar oh, store God. Indian. Yeah, the one white guy. Yeah, that's good. He's got a yeah. Oh, God. So that that happens, and then this is my favorite part of the entire night. So, Taturo goes further into the recesses of the Hartford Civic Mall 
And uh, he finds Bob Backlund and Jonathan Taylor Thomas playing chess. In a dimly lit room. Jesus. And Backlund is crazy. And he's wearing a robe. He's wearing a robe and a towel around his neck. And you shouldn't have your children around Bob Backlund. And Jonathan Taylor Thomas is 13 in a tuxedo. Yeah, it's adorable. It's amazing. Yeah, it's Tiger Beat material. And uh, they're playing chess. And then Backlund is ranting about millennials or something. And then JTT (laughs) starts getting all this trivia right. Oh, God. Uh, Because he's a good actor. That's why. Oh, I love this so much. Yeah, I love this. That's That happens. And then we get back to our action. It's time for the Tag Team Championship match. Uh, it's the, the Smoking Guns. Billy Gunn and Bart Gunn are the champions. Mm-hmm. Versus Owen Hart and a mystery partner. Who are, Owen has been saying he's got this great mystery partner. We're going to mm-hmm. see who it is. First thing is, though, Smoking Guns, they're kind of cowboys. They're in khaki jeans. Uh, and like yeah, button. like a cowboy on his day off. I or think a rancher? A rancher, maybe? I would say a ranger. A Walker, Texas ranger. Yes, there you go. Thank that's you. what I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. It's such a boring gimmick. Yeah, it's horrible. And that's and and Billy Gunn will be B- Billy Badass. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fat. I it's love so this. close. I love this. To, stuff. So all these guys are so close to putting it together. Um, but they're not there. No. And a guy who's definitely not putting it together is Owen Hart's mystery partner Yokozuna, who has gained a lot of weight now, and and a horrible like kind of beard thing. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, it looks For like the first time you know we're like, like a thirteen-year-old who hits puberty yeah. and like grows a beard. That's what Yokozuna has. This is the first time we're like, oh, this guy smells bad. You could just tell he's six six fifty. Oh my god, and he's that's so not big. he's so big. He can't move or wrestle. He can still bump, and he used to wrestle pretty well. Yeah, for his size, he could still super kick. He could still do some stuff. This one, he cannot wrestle, and he's kind of in that role that Andre was, where you're like. He's going to stand there and look menacing and then maybe do one move yeah. because he can't wrestle. And so Owen really has to carry sad. the match. And the interesting thing is that for the crappy gimmick, Smoking Guns, really good tag team, mm-hmm. like uh, tag team moves. Doing yeah. a lot of like solid like belly to back suplex that you turn into a, you know, a neck breaker and shit. But it's, a, you just, it's all lost. It's all lost because it's just Owen versus these guys. And, and, and it's weird because like Owen's a great wrestler. We learned yeah. that last time. But when you know that the guy's not going to be able to move. And, no. the, and then when he actually does come in, he does a bonsai drop, which is the second rope uh, sitting on the face. It actually looks like it could hurt. Because there's no way to really, like, he's not going gently. There's no way to put take 600 pounds to your nope. chest and neck and not hurt. So, uh, yeah, but they're like, they're the heels ostensibly, but they're also kind of over. The whole thing is maybe weird. maybe it's just because like it's no one, one cared about the smoking guns. smoking guns or the faces, but who gives a shit? Yeah, and this is another match where you're like looking at these things, like all these matches. You got these gimmicks that are very cartoonish, and this was the era of the he is a he has an occupation, but he also wrestles. So yes. like Jeff Jarrett is a country star who also wrestles. These guys wrestle cattle, and they also wrestle. Yeah, um, I shouldn't have said wrestle and wrestle. I get it. Um, and yeah, and then you have like a mix of like. Older monster heel gimmicks, King Kong Bundy and Yokozuna. So it's like and there's like a handful of like quote unquote real wrestlers. Yeah, you have your Razor Ramon, your Heartbreak Kids, your Bret Hart, your Owen Hart. Yeah, that's it. Is and that it's it? kind of spiced in, and that's why this is such a bad year because so it's this bad. medium. I love it period. so much. All right, so the match ends. Uh, Owen wins. He celebrates like the world's gonna end because he's the best. He's cool. Yeah, and then. We have uh, Bam Bam Bigelow cutting a promo. Yeah, you know, I had forgotten until I was re-listening to the great work we do here on okay. this podcast. I forgot that Bam Bam Bigelow was in WrestleMania Four. Yeah, he's yeah. been here for a while. Yeah, well, he goes, he was out of the This the is the least bad he's looked yet. 
I was as like, a human being. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's nice. That's he nice he, he looks that. relatively healthy. He doesn't look roided up. Yeah. Well, he's just a big dude. Yeah. And I just think, you know, he hasn't really gotten to... I guess he got to show it a little bit. He got to show it more in 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll see a bit. But yeah, he does a really boring promo. Well, he's a boring promo. But then we have... We don't have a brunch this year. We don't have a 5K this year. Instead... What the crowd gets in New York City, yeah. even though this is not in New York City. Which is strange. Do you remember this? They were in Times Square. They have a pre-WrestleMania workout in Times Square because... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it, was a... like, it was like the Tuesday before WrestleMania. At like noon, <laughs> they just maybe? In the middle of the day in Times Square. It's, it's like, like, here's five guys shirtless doing jump ropes, and now somebody's going to get tackled. Like, it's that really sounds a lot weird. like 70s Times Square. It was bit. really weird. That joke was bad. <laughs> you should apologize. They're not all gold, okay? All like, right, so these, like WrestleManias. We get to Howard Finkel. We get to finally see Howard Finkel. Yeah. I'd like to just ask a simple question. Where did his hair go? Oh, my God. Last time he had a full head of hair. But at least this time he doesn't have pimples. Thanks to our sponsor, Stridex. <laughs> All right, so he, he announces a guest referee, and we're all very excited. It's Rowdy Roddy Piper wearing my favorite wrestling shirt of all time. The Taz. The no unlicensed. fear, Taz shirt. No fear and Taz. Yeah. He was just trying to get as many season to assist as possible. Because <laughs> Roddy Piper doesn't give a shit. He's the best. Doesn't th- This definitely feels like they went to the well too many times yep. with Roddy Piper. I know. And it's it re- sucks. There's one line from, I think it's actually... That might have been Lawler or Vince, I don't know. If anyone knows something about submission, it's Roddy Roddy Piper. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said that. Those are words. Well, that he happen. still looks great, yeah. which is nice, and his no fear shirt once again looks impeccable. <laughs> yeah, except this is a we this is an a, I quit a, match. Quite, I quit match, which it's a submission match where you literally have to say the words "I quit." Yep. Um, these matches still happen, and they can still be very annoying when the ref keeps going. Hey Bob. Hey Brett. Do you quit? No. And it's and getting the mic in their face and saying half of it on mic because he's saying. Hey Bob, and then turns the mic mm-hmm. once again. Technical clusterfuck. This is even as a Hart- match, it's a clusterfuck because it's just submission holds nonstop. Yeah, it's and it's matches. and it's Bret Hart versus Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund is still twenty years past his prime, you know, like and so you know who's gonna win before it begins. Yeah, and, and I understand and, that it's wrestling, and we kind of already know if we just right, but it's another this, like but... another like Bret Hart, you know. Has gone from, and this is this is more about where the company was in '95. So as at after ten, he had won the belt. He was on top. House show numbers, live events. He wasn't selling tickets, yeah. or yeah. they. It, it, it's always on the you know buck stops there. It's and always that, on the top guy. That makes sense, and, and I understand. And that. so they had put the belt on on Diesel, um, who also then the tickets went even further out. But <laughs> so in the meantime, Brett is stuck in a in a nothing match. And he's obviously the most popular wrestler yeah. in the arena. Yeah, so and, the and, and the fact the that they, the fact that Vince and company just panicked and like immediately took the belt off him and then did really, the guy. Yeah, and the, it's it's a waste because once again you got a guy who's way past his prime, whereas a guy in it, and not a surprise when some, these guys are not in the company in a yeah. couple of years. Um, so oh, and it's funny because this is great because obviously Piper and. Hart now have this history. They had their great match together. In nine? N- in, um, eight? Even further, because it was like... No, it was eight or nine. Trust me. Goes good. Yes, it was eight. Just, we're it was eight. 11 okay. right now. Yeah, it was eight, and then, then he refereed at ten. Yeah. And so he's refereeing again, and once again, they've got this great history. And Vince can't remember it. Yeah. Like, Lawler set, tosses him. He, like, softballs him. Well, you know... 
you know about Pi- they have a history. Do you think Piper's gonna uh, hurt yeah. Hart here? He's got something out for him. Yeah, nope. he he totally misses the the lob. Yeah, um, and then Hart wins by using Backlund's finisher, the crossface chicken wing. But back, <laughs> great name. But Backlund never actually says I quit. Yeah. He just goes, oh! <laughs> he makes a weird, yeah, because the... A guttural noise. Because it's a choke, yeah. and it, yeah. So he can't actually say the words, I quit. Right. But here's another thing. There's wireless microphone technology in 1995. Yeah. They gave Radio a, a wired mic. So you just see the mic cord the whole match. That's dumb. You're just asking for someone to trip. That's yeah. just dangerous, guys. Yeah, I know... Just, People are being choked out. Yeah, there, but. they're being choked out. Let's be. That's. It's like when they check the table, they make sure that it's locked in <laughs> right before they put someone through it. After this match, yes, it's made probably my second favorite quote of the night. Lawler says, "I hate everyone equally." Yeah. All right. That's actually the tagline for this podcast. Oh, that was during the match. That's the tagline for the podcast. Now. I hate everyone equally. Yeah. All um, right. And then we get a promo from Big Daddy Cool, who cannot talk. Diesel. He can't, but he also decides kind of. He's. Famous for half-assing it and doing the bare minimum. I actually do like Kevin Ash. I was telling this before we were recording. I like that he's like the so you know nakedly honest about this was to make money. Yeah, I don't care about wrestling. Yeah, I'm six ten and I, I I'm Big Daddy Cool. I can do what I want. But he didn't say that. No, at the and same that's time, that's why he, I don't love it. He decides to kind of he's doing the the promo and then he just turns the heat on like halfway through. Yeah, like he forgot to. He wasn't in rehearsal or something. It's not good. It's not good. And he is... But, so he does... He's a half-assed artist. I mean, that's that's why he was... Not beloved by me. And and not beloved by many, so... So the match is for the WWF Championship, but it's not really, like, portrayed... I mean, it's portrayed yeah. like that because it is, but it's not, like, pumped up like we have in the past. There's yeah. no special graphic. Oh, yeah. There's no real big pomp and circumstance. So, People, it's way more important to get these celebrities in the ring. Right, and the whole thing is, like, it's definitely about the celebrities, but it's not for lack of having a storyline to tell here. There's a good storyline here. Diesel was Michaels' bodyguard, uh, then they were tag team champs, and then Michaels super kicked him, quote-unquote, accidentally a couple mm-hmm. times. Uh, Diesel turned face, and Michaels turned heel. Um, at the Rumble, um, the winner of the Rumble was going to get to have... Uh, Pamela Anderson accompany him to the ring. And this is the one where where um, HBK is like grace. He grazes when he kind of got flipped out. He's holding on to the ropes and one foot touches the ground, which is when they made the... They basically like they changed the rule to like, oh, it's both feet because they already booked the winner. Like you're not going to change that because of a technicality like losing. Um, but they don't do any of that. They just make it... This is about, you know, where's Pamela? Um... So so HBK comes out first, right? Yeah, yes, which he makes does, sense. He's a challenger. Yeah, he's a challenger. He but comes, that doesn't even make sense because earlier in the, we've already well, we've established. That logic. But it makes sense for this one because he comes out. Yeah. He didn't. They couldn't find Pamela for him, but he's got Jenny McCarthy. He's got Psycho Sid. And then Diesel comes out, and he beckons, and he's better than Nick Turturro because <sighs> Pamela Anderson comes out. Uh, Our first real quote unquote real appearance of the night from Pamela Anderson. Yes, almost trips get in the ring. Yeah, um, it's funny. I was watching a, sh- a shoot, a, a you know, out of character interview with uh, Kevin Nash. And he was talking about this, and there was rumors that like, you know, oh, did Sean like have it, you know, have some history with her? Or did he try to screw her? And she was with Tommy Lee. It's like no, they she they like never met. Yeah, like it was. It's all it's all work, kids. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. None of these people. Were, none of these people were fucking. They might now. 
Yeah. I bet I bet Diesel's probably one of the most well off wrestlers. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I feel like he he's definitely... not as well off as Tommy Lee or Kid Rock, but he's pretty fine. He's doing all right. Yeah. So we get to this match, and it's a twenty-minute match. It's very long. It's funny, also in that universe, you know. This Did is we not whole... mention Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Did you how not mention? I, how could I forget? Before the men and women walk out, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is announced as our ring bell guy, something like that, or just is guy, ring bear, ring bear. <laughs> And he doesn't get booed. Yeah. You would we, think. Donnie Wahlberg got booed a lot the previous year. And I understand Donnie one of Wahlberg those, also looks like a huge I get it. Bag. I get it. But it's still a 13-year-old boy yeah. at a wrestling event. Yeah. If I'm another 13-year-old boy, I'm booing the shit out of that kid. And if I'm, a, I'm an adult, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I was going to say, an adult, I'm definitely booing a 13-year-old kid. <laughs> he, he, well, he's he's going to like, cheers. And the people are happy to see this yeah. man, this little he boy. Was, yeah, that says a lot about Hartford. It, he was on top of the world. He you was. Forget. I was very surprised by that. Yeah. Okay, but well now we can get to Now we the, get to this match. Sorry. So basically... Oh, no, really quick. Sorry, my one very, very important, very important HBK note. note that I know you do not have. Yeah. This mirror vest that he's wearing is almost on steampunk par with the glasses he wore in the previous <laughs> WrestleMania. This steampunk vest... With the steampunk glasses, I am convinced that the Heartbreak Kid loves H.G. Wells. Yeah, he invented invented steampunk. He brought steampunk to the WWF. Yeah, good for him. I get his popularity, unlike Diesel. Yeah. All right, so the match itself. Match happens. Um, The end. Michaels, I think, intentionally, like, did his his first sequences really quick to try to gas Diesel and make him look bad. Because in real life, they are friends, and Michaels wants his spot. He wants to be champion. Yeah. Except... Diesel, we have a Nash goes, hey man, sorry, I'm still 6'10. <laughs> Vince McMahon still owns this company, so yeah. do what you want. I don't care how good of a technical wrestler you are, how popular you are. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm the one who's still a half foot above everybody at so the uh, airport. Dumb. So it's stupid. And it's a bad match. Diesel, they go outside. Diesel is down for a long time because I think he is gassed and he's mm-hmm. just like, yeah. It's an incredibly quiet match. Yeah, it's very strange. HPK, you know, he's playing the overmatched. He's going up against this giant, so he's trying his best. Um, this is when they get outside at one point in the match. This is when they're, like, kicking through and pushing the photographers yeah. around. That was for real. Because they're, like, like they don't care that they're supposed to be there. They're, yeah. like, we're trying to do a job here. Well, we also know now that this is one of the two guys that... Two of the guys. Both of these guys, like, disregarded what the WWF wanted the previous WrestleMania to make that ladder match as long as it was. Yeah. So these guys are already are not going to listen to like common sense rules. Here. Yeah, no, this is they're the, not looking out for anybody. The but members of the clique, and that's exactly that's the the motto of the clique. We're looking out for ourselves, and that's what they did. They did a twenty minute match that no one wanted. Yeah, and it but at the same time it is the championship match, and it's sure. very, it's strange. It's like we've had previous where a if a headlining match should be the championship. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's happened before. It used to happen with Hogan. And this way, this is the inverse where it's happening because Vince is booking something that's like more pop culture than yeah. he's just grabbing at straws. But, I mean, this is, you know, there's a couple moments in this. Uh, there's one where he, Diesel's doing this thing where he's grabbing him by the tights. Yeah. Kind of pulling him by. So we're teasing again Shawn Michaels' nudity. Um, then oh, he, yeah. Then he gives him the jackknife power bomb. Which is scary. It is, but also... Um, once again, this interview was funny. He's like, fuck him for doing this. But he, fuck Michaels for taking it this way. But he, like, takes the bump. It doesn't look 
as bad as it could. He kind of lands on his feet first and then falls back. Yeah. He made him look shitty. If you watch it, it doesn't <laughs> land right. Like, usually when you do this jackknife power, he just gets, you get thrown down, full back. <laughs> you look dead. Yeah. He just made him look bad because he could. And, um, but he gets the, the pin. And then, um, the match is over. The match is over. And Jerry Lawler says, why is Jennifer McCarthy cheering? She came into this ring, or to yeah. the match with Shawn Michaels. You can't trust women, I think he says. <laughs> uh, Vince, so, you know, so, uh, Diesel had been accompanied by Pam, Pam Anderson. Anderson. So he, once again, beckons. And she comes. And he also beckons to uh, Jennifer. Kirby. She comes. Yeah. yeah. And then he beckons. JTT to Jonathan and Nick Turtle. Yeah, and they all come. They all get, yeah, so you think they're gonna do like, oh, Diesel is the big, you know, That's what I thought. big daddy, nope. big pimp daddy. No, nope, he's um, just dad. Yeah, and Vince says to the victors, "Go the spoils." So he now owns <laughs> Pam a Anderson, boy, a detective, yeah. and two playmates, and they went off. They had a van and solved mysteries and shit. Um, that would actually be the best use of Diesel. Did you know? You know ever. what? <laughs> Do you know what Diesel's theme is, though? It really sounds like... It's really bad. Okay, so it's, like, supposed to be blue. He's from Detroit. I, it starts oh. off with... It starts off with a, like... It's a, definitely, like, like white boy blues rock. Yeah. Okay. Imagine that the the harmonica riff in a loop over and over again. What does it remind you of? I can't do it. Roseanne's theme. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it really sounds like the Roseanne theme. Yeah. I actually Googled Diesel Roseanne theme, and I got a bunch of threads going, doesn't this sound the same? That's going to end the show. Yeah. Um, God, that's... Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. All right, so then we get to our main event of the night. Oh, yeah. no, no, I'm sorry. There's a promo. We cut yeah. to Shawn Michaels on mic. Yeah, he cuts a... Our a, only decent. person on mic and this event. I'm that trying to think that, like, worked. Because yeah. I actually like the British Bulldog on mic, too. Yeah, but this is the only one that really, really works. And yeah, Razor's promo, you can't even hear him. Yeah. You can't it's, hear that. It's a mess. But, yeah, but anyways. So, yeah, he says some stuff. The end. Moving on. Okay, but here's where it's unclear. When they cut back, they... I found it unclear what's happening, and I'm looking at Wikipedia, and I still don't know what's happening. They do, they're doing the intro of, like, the Million Dollar Corporation. So all of Bam yes. Bam's guys are coming out, and you're yes. like, what the hell is Tatanka doing? What's King Kong? Well, first it's King Kong Bundy, and you're like, why is this loser coming out? Yeah. Because he literally lost. Tatanka comes out. Um, Nikolai Volkov in the best outfit, because he's wearing a tuxedo t-shirt. God, he looks like garbage. He does look like he's garbage. He's the most garbage-looking wrestler out of all of them. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, and this includes King Kong Bundy. Yeah, yeah, no, he that looks, says a lot. Yeah, he looks bad. Um, Vince is doing these announce this announcing. So he says, I guess to counter the football player, he's like Native American Tatanka, <laughs> just not his name. <laughs> That'd be really weird if he was like Tatanka. Looks like he's been doing some roids, by the way. Yeah, he does say Ern, Irwin R. Scheister or something. I, and I there's think... a knock on the government at one point. Vince gets in like yeah. a good like fuck the government line. There. Yeah. Um, so the billion, the million dollar corporation comes out. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because like Salt and Pepper is it's they're not playing; they're like cheerleading. I looked this up. They played. They played. They didn't want to pay for the rights for for uh, use of the show. <laughs> Once again, if you watched cheapest... like live in '95, they performed. They performed because they yeah. do reference like they didn't yeah. like that lyric. Yeah. Yeah. So that's because Vince is, then WWE's cheap as fuck. Nine ninety nine. <laughs> And then I think the best entry music you can have goes on, which is... Isn't it the Monday Night Football theme? It was either that or the NFL Films, like... Was it that one? I think that's the Monday Night Football Okay, yeah. Did they pay for that? I guess NFL hasn't realized yet. I'm calling Goodell. Fuck McMahon. 
Ooh, that's a fun one. They should have overdubbed it with the XFL theme. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's a salt and pepper song? Yeah. Oh, so this, so this, now we have all of our uh, real athletes. No, yes. guys, real athletes nice. come to the ring. Yeah. Holy shit! Every one of these real athletes could destroy all of our favorites, as we will see in this match. Oh my god! So here's the thing about this match, like. Bigelow, four big guy, that was the whole thing. Yeah. He was pretty athletic. Lawrence Taylor is in that, like, natural God, natural damn. athlete, just gifted, yes. also, like, chip on his shoulder and can hurt you. And this is two years after he retired. So yeah, like and he had done, like, a little like bit. They, they referenced him, like, hanging out with Diesel and learning a few moves. Yeah. So he does a few moves. I don't know who actually trained him, but he knew enough to, to yeah. be competent. It's a brawl. I mean... He can't wrestle, but he's athletic. He just they, and it works because they're just kind of whacking yeah, each other around. They're clotheslining guys, um, you know. So, do you think that they picked Bam Bam Bigelow because he's the only guy out of this stable that could take an actual beating from Lawrence Taylor and not look like he's got beat up by a man? Yes, and wouldn't you like fantasy booking wise? If you're going to have your your big celebrity, wouldn't you? And then say you don't really care about like who has the belt and all that, mm-hmm. and if if you're gonna keep the belt on a guy or DQ or something, wouldn't it make sense to have it like your championship match, like against Diesel, a guy who can physically no, because then that makes your champion look bad because you can't have Lawrence Taylor lose. You already know that. So and you can't yeah. have your a guy that you're gonna see every week look weak. I get that too. Yeah. yeah are you doing the Punk weird. versus Undertaker logic right now? I don't even know because you got to give like the rub to somebody here. Like, there's no. I reason. think you do it to Bigelow because he's the one that's on this entire card that's like not really a wrestler, wrestler, even right. though he can wrestle. Yeah, but he's not a heart. Yeah, right. He's also big enough where it looks okay. The only yeah. guy that I'd really place him against on this entire card besides Bigelow is Undertaker. Right. But you can't have him lose. Yeah. That's it. So you're kind of they're 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 stuck. So it works in that way. Ideally, you could do Irving or Scheister and just be like, Lawrence Taylor wants his tax money back or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. Um, but it makes, actually, no, the Bigelow thing makes sense yeah. to me. And, because you watch this match, it, Lawrence Taylor was, yeah, he was sort of wrestling. Yeah, he does, he does a second rope clothesline, he yeah, does yeah. a jackknife powerbomb. But like, some of those, like, slaps and punches look like slaps oh, and punches. Oh, they look pretty stiff, yeah. They're, uh, he's getting hurt. Yeah. Early on, too. I yeah. think he learned his lesson after maybe two minutes of this very short match. Like, I shouldn't destroy this man. Right. We have to do this This thing. is a fake a fake fight. Yeah. Yeah, so in that way it works. It is strange. Like a lot of, I think a lot of people, wrestling fans, didn't like it. Because even though, yes, Lawrence Taylor does win. And even if he goes over a guy who's not, even if it goes over a heel with the heel faction and mm-hmm. stuff, it just, it doesn't devalue your champion. It devalues your whole fucking enterprise. Yeah, it's awesome. This I is love the, it. This is the opposite of like... Triple H and Sting. I haven't thought of this yet, so let me see if the logic holds. But it's the opposite of Triple H and Sting at Wrestle at this last WrestleMania, Continue. where like no matter what, even storyline wise, Sting it didn't make sense for Sting uh, to lose. But you can't. There's no way the WWE is going to have the face of WCW win. So in this, it's the opposite. Like they're so hungry for press that they're willing to say. Remember earlier they were like NFL versus WWF. WWE NFL just won. Not disagreeing with you, but that theory makes sense. But yeah. the logic behind it, now that we know why Sting lost, yeah, in real life, that is already disproven. Because he thought it was his last match, right? And he was the gold soldier that goes out on his back, yeah. So if they th- that match wouldn't be that, I match, think that might be a, revi- a little revision. I don't think too. it is. I okay. don't think it is because I just don't think they would have gave him Triple H. I think they would have gave him like fucking Bray Wyatt, yeah, something made sense, Luke Harper, whatever. Yeah. 
and do that. Yeah. So no, I don't completely agree with you. Right. But like in terms of the logic on that, yes, that totally makes sense. Your job is to sell tickets. Yeah. Not to sell the quality of a product. Yes. So and, and very much this is the this is the pop culture celebrity WrestleMania. It's very much the click. Fucking love it. It's the click WrestleMania of like we're here to free click. Yeah, we're here to do like you know we're ten ninety nines and we're here to. I love it. Get paid. I genuinely like this WrestleMania from start to finish uh, for all the wrong reasons. This yeah. is, this oh, by is the way, the... he wins, and that's basically it. Oh, like, Lars Taylor. Oh, yeah, just, it it just it's fades to black. There's yeah. no, like, crazy celebration. Yeah. Oh, we should explain that this was not a lumberjack match. A lumberjack match is when all the other wrestlers are outside of the ring and force your wrestlers to fight in the ring, so you, you can't just get, get a DQ. That happened recently on Raw. Yes. This is not that. They're just there. They're essentially cheerleaders. <laughs> Which is great, because all this does is obstruct the views of cameras. <laughs> yeah, it's just dumb. Which is actually very smart when you have a guy that's not well, a Well, you're protecting that. Right. Yeah, you're protecting that a little bit. But other than that, it's not, not particularly great for the uh, the product. But yeah, it ends. It's like we said, it's like two hours, 20. So unsatisfying. I love it. It's so dumb fun. There's not. There's a little bit of hyper, hyperbole at the top of the show, but other than that, there's not a lot of talk about historical significance. And because of that, I enjoyed it more. They didn't, every other WrestleMania, they fucking blow it up your ass yeah. so much that this is going to change the world. Literally, there's Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan in the sky fighting. <laughs> this is there. just like, fuck it, bro. Let's have a match. Yeah, and this is the fuck it, bro, WrestleMania. And this yeah. is why the company, this is why, you know, Monday Night Wars will start soon. And yeah. this is why they will lose for several years. Because of this, like, at the end of the day, while this might be good, and this gets them a, a little, like, they were in USA Today or something. Mm-hmm. This is a bad way to run a company Absolutely. week to week. Absolutely. And so you and at this point, and considering some of these guys are not gonna be around and some of these guys are gonna be dead, like it's not a good way to, to build your cards and your company. Because like honestly, you look at the card, like it's not even oh, we got some up and comers. Nope. We got the guys who made it out of this one were were afterthoughts that happened to put together good gimmicks. Yep, I love it. I love this one so <laughs> much. And I'm not joking. Yeah. I legitimately enjoy this WrestleMania because it's something completely different. Yes. Yes, we've seen these tropes. Yes, it's still technically yes. wrestling. There's no other WrestleMania thus far like yeah. this. I will say, you know, it is entertaining in that way that it is like this is the type... first so bad it's good WrestleMania. Right. I'm and not gonna like pretend. No, like, no, I it's not the quality of it. Again. And there's like a lot of the 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 flubs and stuff. But I think it's upfront of like, here's what we care about as celebrities. Mm-hmm. We're assuming you do too. Mm-hmm. Here's some celebrities. Here's some part timers. Here's what you got. Fuck and it. it. And it's still a thing that they do. They they had I mean I'm sure we'll, as we watch these we'll see how actually on the button they were I doubt they're ever as good again with with uh, celebrities yeah it's really hard to talk because like, even when you get Tyson that's ca- exactly, that's yeah, got an yeah. asterisk on that because yeah. it's Tyson and they didn't have a lot of other people in that one and and so you it's I Maria Menudos is no Pam Anderson or Jenny we McCarthy. Lo- and I like Maria Menudos yeah but that's not. And I, I mean, I think it's funny because this is also a moment of like pre-internet too. You got to remember this that. is pre-internet, and it's also like the we're approaching the end of the monoculture. So you could have a Pam Anderson. Yep. Pam Anderson now is gives a shit. Pam Anderson they, now is Kardashian. Like, there's no yeah. other way. Around, that was always thinking like who would be in these spots, but it's very tough like to to do that. They're never going to have another Nirvana. There's never going to have another Pamela Anderson because yeah. pre-internet uh, monoculture still heavily driven by white people. That's it. Yeah. That's what this is, and then. The NFL is still white people. Yes, it's Lawrence Taylor, but like it's all a bunch of white who's owners. Paying the, who's exactly. paying the checks? Yeah. This is the whitest, like monoculture WrestleMania yet. Yeah, and it's interesting because the stuff will the. This isn't something that they change, even if they can't get celebrities. 
they still, uh, and especially in the last several years, re- very much rely on these part-timers. And LT is the ultimate part-timer. Yeah. He had one match yeah. and sat ringside at Royal Rumble. You can't, like, this is your, whatever they say it is, the platform for excellence. Yeah. You have to go, here's why you should tune in next week. And here's why you should buy t-shirts and tickets. Yeah. And if you don't show those guys, you have a big problem. And that's what they've done. And that's, you said CM Punk, that's why guys like him are out because... It was like, yeah, if you're just going to bring The Rock back every couple years, or you're going to bring Brock Lesnar once in a while, or The Undertaker, or Sting, like, those are spots that that it's it's, a, it's very short-term, and yeah. it's very short-term carny thinking. Yeah. So That but, being said, yeah, this one rules. It's the best worst WrestleMania. Hands down. Oh, if you've never seen a WrestleMania, this is a fun one, because you don't need to know fucking anything. Yeah. There's no storytelling. And it's only two hours. So. No, it's 2.45. It's still... All right, I thought it was like We're used to like fucking four hours. Yeah, I think point. it's 2.20. Either way, it's, it's not as... It's not a slog. All right, so uh, with that note, I hate everyone equally. <laughs>